Hello, and welcome to the How Fitting Podcast, where you get to hear from independent fashion designers and entrepreneurs about how they grow their business, making clothes that fit their customer and values. I'm your host, Allison Haynes, and today I'm joined by Daphne Bensequin of DAF. So Daphne, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> for those listening who are just meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I am a designer, which is still kind of weird to say, um, but I'm the creative designer and CEO of DAF, which is a fashion lifestyle brand that was inspired by my Peruvian heritage and showcases Peruvian resources and craftsmanship through all the designs. So we make apparel as well as accessories and handbags. Um, and then most importantly to me is the giving back piece of our brand. So a, per- a portion of every purchase is given back to a special needs school in Peru um, because I like creating that sense of community and, you know, making people in the U.S. feel connected to um, people in Peru and making an impact in their life. It's kind of a way of merging both of my cultures together, which I thought was really cool to do and a goal of mine through my brand. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so let's back up a little bit and talk about um can you share with us the story of how daf came about (laughs) yes it's very strange (laughs) yeah you said it's kind of new that to call yourself a designer so you're like there's a story (laughs) so going back to i guess i'll give a little like sneak peek into my past so i went to college for pre-med Um, yeah, I know. So, um, my dad's a doctor, so I always, um, saw him, you know, have his own practice and make all the rules and all that. And I was like, that's kind of something like I want to do. And I'm kind of good at math and science. So why not be a doctor too? (laughs) And I went to college for it and I just started realizing like, this is not for me. I even did research and labs and I was like, okay, I need to talk to people. Like I can't be hanging out with mice and doing all these tests all the time. Like this is just not me. And I've always had a creative side. Like when I was younger, I loved scrapbooking and I take drawing classes and I'm a visual learner. So um, I was like, hmm, something isn't right here. So it was junior year and I started um, a management minor. And um, that was really cool for me because I got to interact with a lot of people and idea bounce and kind of learn the basics of like, okay, if I kind of want to start my business, you know, this is what it would be like to like build out, you know, processes and teams and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And it also made me realize, like, I definitely don't want to be a doctor. Um, But it was junior year, so I was like, there's no way I'm starting over. So after graduation, I ended up um, going to study more, like, business programs. In the summer, I spent in California doing a program there. And then in the fall, I um, moved to D.C., and uh, did an international business program. So that was really interesting to me because since I am Peruvian, like I go to Peru a lot um, every year usually. And, you know, but I never got to know really the business, how different businesses ran in different countries. So that program kind of gave me um, insight into, you know, like 
not everyone is super fast and on the go and everything was due yesterday, like here mm -hmm. in America. So little did I know that I would really need that when I started to <laughs> So um, after that, I ended up in an international insurance brokerage firm, which also had no idea I would do that. Um, <laughs> and I did that for three years. And I liked it because I learned a lot more about, you know, running a business and marketing and presenting ideas to clients. Um, and I was involved with the international network. So I really appreciated learning about different cultures and all of that. But I just found that it was very like the same kind of cycles over and over again. And that is something that I just, you know, didn't find appealing. Um, so then halfway through that experience, I started my MBA at WashU to really deep, like dive into business. And it's funny because all my friends always joke that they're like, hey, you're like the one that like really used your MBA, <laughs> like mm -hmm. all of us stayed in our corporate jobs. And like, and I was like, yeah, because I know I knew that going to get my MBA, like, it was like, okay, the goal is to start something on my own in my own business. I just had no idea what it was. Um, so halfway through my MBA, it was like about to start, um, you know, electives, I'd already done all my core um, courses. I had just finished up my entrepreneurship um, class, which had me really motivated. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to Peru for the holidays, you know, usual trip, going to see my family. I was like, all right, I'm going to start this second year. Like, I'm going to get some new, like, school supplies. <laughs> so that included, like, a new bag to hold all of my um, stuff for school, you know, books, notebooks, everything like that. I was like, okay, but I want one that, like, no one else has. I want, like, a one-of-a-kind piece just for me. Um, and I'd always heard about this city in the south of Peru, um, Arequipa, and I had never been there, but I'd always heard that it had the best leather in Peru and all the leather makers were there. So I was like, hmm, I'm gonna check that out and see, like, maybe I'll take like a mini vacation within my vacation and head to Arequipa and just like see what that's all about. And so I decided to just draw up a backpack of what I wanted and I knew I wanted this special weaving in it. I wanted um, like part of the front pocket or even like the top part um, to have this weaving to make it stand out and originally my idea was leather and like baby alpaca like fur because I was like that's really cool and different. I was like I have no idea how I'm gonna make this but you know that's their job. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up going with my aunt and my sister to Arequipa for a week and I had already found um, about four manufacturers and I had emailed back and forth, emailed my designs. I was like, all right, I'm going to set up these times and I want to see what you come up with. And it was a very um, different experience with each one. Like some of them didn't do anything. So I was like, okay, they're not reliable. Um, and then others were very much... Um, like kind of did it but kind of totally changed my design and I was like this is not a good start like I have a vision in my head that I'm trying to make reality so um and then the final one was this family-owned um business and it was a daughter and her um dad and they really taught me a lot about the leather making process and how they use their materials and how it affects the environment and they really like 
um, dove deep into baby alpaca for, because to me, and sometimes I still forget this, that like the baby alpaca fur and the leather and like I use um, these like red and black seeds in my logo. They're called Waidudo seeds. Like those are all very natural to me. Like I grew up with these things. I see them everywhere where I go to Peru. And so they're very like everyday for me. But I realized as I've grown my brand, like those are unique things for my brand, for my new customers. Like people want to learn about it. People want to say, you know, like, why did you choose this or what's behind this? And um, meeting with that manufacturer, like they really taught me more about the resources and, you know, the impact it has on everything and just made me like educated me more on, you know, what resources were going to go into my pieces. So ultimately that's who um, I work with to this day. And um, after a year of like back and forth, I got my samples for my handbags. That was like my first product line that I started and um, launched my online site. And it's been great. Um, people were very welcoming and curious about, you know, what inspired me to do this, how it's made, everything like that. And within the first year, I was able to um, go visit that special needs school, which we were donating to and be part of the inauguration of the uh, multi-sensory wing and therapy pool that we were able to help build uh, because of our sales. And it was really, really cool. That's kind of what made me realize like I'm actually making an impact through my brand and helping people who really need it. And I don't know, that was probably like the most motivating part that I like experience I've had so far. Um, being able to know that I have that impact through my brand while doing something that I love and other people seem to love it too. So that's been kind of fun. And then last year we launched our first apparel line, which was uh, four pieces, just loungewear. And that was a learning experience as well because I had to learn. I know I met with you and I talked a lot about uh, how you design apparel and everything like that. So that was um it's just been very interesting to learn a whole new product line and it kind of taught me like what I want to do and what I don't want to do. And yeah, so we just keep going and that's kind of where we are right now. <laughs> cool. So that is like quite the story. So it sounds like you kind of always knew you wanted to run a brand, but didn't really know what it was going to look like. Did yeah, you like know that. when you first met with the manufacturers, like at that point, were you still just wanting to make a cool bag for yourself or had you decided that's going to be the business? So when I heard the yes from like, yeah, we can make this and they had made it as similar as the drawing. And like I said, it was just like a drawing. Like I hadn't measured it all, like not a tech pack or anything. Um, it kind of sparked my idea of like, hey, I can actually make this into something bigger. And because they took the time to teach me like, you know, these are the different finishes on the leather, like this is the different appearances that and like, here are the like tools you would need and use that kind of like, gave me the hint of like, okay, I'm going to go home and design more pieces. And that's kind of what I did. I was just like, okay, well, they can make one backpack. Like they can make, I mean, their job, their business is making more. So um, 
it kind of sparked the idea like, hey, I can do this. Like I found something that I obviously enjoy doing and, you know, maybe it can turn into something. Yeah, it sounds like it kind of fell into the perfect thing then. And like, even though, you know, you said you met with multiple manufacturers before you found that one family owned one that worked. Mm -hmm. Like I still feel like finding the right fit kind of within a week is pretty impressive. Like a lot of people, it takes a lot longer to find the right fit. Yes. It, it that, was especially very, for like a niche product with like special right. details, like you're weaving. I always say that like, I'm pretty lucky. Um, and I don't know if that's like a cultural thing, but I've just learned that, especially like, just like you said, you know, the weaving, like they had to make a special tool for that weaving. <laughs> And, and I'll go with, see them. Well, I used to go all the time to see them. I'd be like, all right, these are my designs. Like, and they're like, oh, geez. And I can <laughs> see like the stress. They're like, okay, we can do it. Like every time it's like, okay, we can do it. We can do it. I don't know like how they end up doing it sometimes because when we meet, they're all stressed out. But then mm-hmm. when I get the samples, they're like, they did it you know, mm-hmm. and um, it might take a couple of rounds and it might take a long time, but it's always worth the wait. And yeah, so I, I consider myself really lucky to have met, you know, some, a family and a partner that is, you know, that willing to grow with me. And as I like explored the apparel line, I kind of like compare everyone to this original manufacturer. And I'm learning that Um, everyone's different you know Mm -hmm. and my apparel manufacturer is like it's a totally different style of communicating like um, my handbag manufacturer is very much like they'll contact me if they like really really need me you know like they have no idea what Mm -hmm. they're doing or whatever but my apparel is like always in contact with me and I like have learned to work with both of them in their own ways Um, but I also like appreciate my apparel one more because since it is a new product line for me, like they're also very willing to be like, well, have you thought about this? Or like, I wouldn't do this because of X, Y, and Z, you know, because of their experience, they're willing to share that with me as well, which I appreciate as well. So yeah, the factors (laughs) I've worked with that, that are more communicative about not just issues but like potential concerns like hey you know if we change the way we do this it'll make it easier we'll have less faulty Mm -hmm. pieces or it'll be cheaper for you or hey we're having a problem with this but we fixed it but we just want to let you know in future give us a little bit of extra time to get it done or something yes because of these certain materials or techniques or yeah there's so many of those little variables that go in that yeah I always really appreciate that's like a good sign to me when a factory is in contact about all of that and is willing to educate you you know not that that's their job to but that they're willing to take the time to like explain how to better work together, you know, how you can make their job easier, how they can make your job easier, you know, (laughs) and stuff like that. Like, that's a good partnership. Yeah. And that's like exactly what I look for, like partners, because um, I mean, since since, like I am growing, we kind of have expanded to a third 
a manufacturing partner for our leather accessories. And so that's like in another city. And they also have a different style too. Like I video with them all the time. And um, so yeah, it's been really cool. Like because even though like our relationship is much newer and I guess like fresher, they're still like very much like, okay, like, what do you think about that? Like, they're always talking to me and always being like, I would do this, but we can also try this, you know? Mm-hmm. And in a way it's kind of been uh, leading to like me taking more risks in my designs, which I don't know, we'll see how it turns out, <laughs> but it's been fun for sure. <laughs> so you mentioned how like the giving back portion of your business is so important. Did you know from the beginning that that was going to be a big part of your business or did that kind of like evolve as the business kind of started to grow? Uh, I absolutely knew it was for sure going to be included. <laughs> when I started DAF, I just thought it was a way to not only be my own boss, but it was a way for me as Daphne to give back to a community that's really important to me. So like when I grew up, you know, like I did community service and like my parents would donate and stuff like that. But I never really felt like it was like, this is from me personally. Like, yeah, I do community service, but then it's like, oh, it's because of like high school or it's because of, there's always like a reason behind it. And I just, Uh that didn't really feel right with me. So I just thought this is like, this is my chance. Like not only am I creating something like, that I'm making, like I'm selling it. Um, but I am also like kind of the connection point to between my customer and being able to give back. So I knew that was essential. And even starting, some people are like, are you sure? I remember when I first started, they're like, are you sure you want to do that? Like you're, you're a small business, like you're starting now. Like what if no one likes your stuff? <laughs> and I was like, no, I am positive. Like this is important to me. And I make the rules, you know, mm-hmm. like, this is why I'm starting my own business. So, um, yes, I absolutely was like, this is essential. And being able to like have accomplished what we have so far, it's been really awesome to see, um, like firsthand that like we had a positive contribution to that. So, yeah. And that's so cool that you actually got to go down to Peru yes. to that school. Like, not just, so not just donate and like hear about it or see the pictures, but like actually be involved with it and the people yes. that you're impacting. Yeah, they had like a little like red ribbon for me to cut. And oh, it's wow. so cute. And they, so I thought I was just like, oh, I'm just going to check it out. You know, like that's kind of what they made it seem like. I was like, that's great. Like I'm, I feel lucky enough to come down here, you know. Mm-hmm. And um and then I get there and it's like a little mini party. <laughs> it's like the red ribbon and they, all the students are there and the, their parents did like a presentation and got like a little emotional. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, I don't know. I was like, this is so worth it. Like, I don't even know like what's going to happen next, but this is just like so worth it. And they were just so grateful. So mm-hmm. it was really great. I feel really lucky a part of that <laughs> yeah and I bet it, it it's positive impact on you too not just them so yeah that's amazing yeah so you said how somebody was like are you sure you're like <laughs> how do you know anyone is gonna like this stuff like oh, how, yeah, how yeah. did you kind of like you have the business background so like how did you kind of validate that this business had the market behind it and the pricing mm-hmm. was right like how did you kind of from the business side 
figure yeah. out that this is not just like a hobby and something you're passionate about, but it's actually going to be a growing business. Yeah. Or did so, you just take the leap and hope that it was going <laughs> to Well, I guess it's like a mix of two. I don't know. Okay. I'll just explain it. <laughs> so it was more of like, okay. So when I started getting the samples, I started doing like, I guess, mini focus groups. Like I'd show it to, and that's kind of like goes back to like, you know, when you start, like, it's like, this is going to be my target customer. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that it was like, someone like me, you know, it's like, I like these pieces, I design them. And then I like quickly, so, and then, then you launch. And before I launched, I had like surveys to who I thought was my target customer. I would reach out to them and be like, you know, show them pictures and like ask for price points or like, would you pay this amount of all the colors and everything like that. And based on that, I launched my first, you know, the round, mm-hmm. I guess the, the site. And, you know, when you first launch anything, you have, like, the friends and family who are, like, supportive, and they're, like, yeah, like, of course I'll buy something, but, and you're so excited, but then after all, you think, you're, like, are they just buying it to help me, or do they really (laughs) like it? So it was probably about, like, seven months in when I started getting a lot of repeat customers, and I started getting a lot of new customers that I had no, like, I was, like, I have no idea who this is, like, it's in another state, or, like, they have no connection to me. And that that was the point where I was like, okay, I've created something that people like and value and they are willing to pay the price point that I put it at. So, you know, like I need to keep doing this and keep creating. And that kind of sparked the idea of forming like a DAF community because I do have a lot of loyal customers that have multiple purchases and, um, and that kind of stemmed by like the designs that I made. So like every piece that I design is very versatile in use, but also like has its occasion, you know, or has its purpose. Mm -hmm. Therefore the collection itself, like you can buy more than one piece from the collection. It's not like there's like 10 cross bodies or something like that. Um, And so just learning, and then so that sense of like, okay, I'm gonna, like, this is a brand, but it's also gonna be like a community. I want everyone to feel special that, you know, they're helping me in this journey. Like, I want to bring them into that journey with me. And so that's more of when I started, you know, like reaching out to them personally or inviting them personally to pop-ups and, Um, they love handwritten notes. So, you know, I just send them like a hello note or something like that. And, um, asking for feedback on like, what colors should I release or giving them sneak peeks of releases beforehand and, um, ideas like that. And like most recently we are doing a survey for our apparel line in the spring because like we designed a million pieces, but it's like, I can't make all of these. So, (laughs) you know, what are you guys like? And, like the more I brought people in, the more I learned, you know, who is my target audience and it varies, you know, like some people that are younger in age, you know, like they'll go for like the belt bag as opposed to like the older one will do more of the totes and like the backpacks and kind of stuff like that. So it was at that point where, you know, I would ask for feedback and get it back that I realized, you know, like these people are all in with me and like, 
you know, I'm so lucky and thankful to have that, that, you know, like, let's bring them in and share everything with us. Cause I've quickly learned that, um, you know, authenticity is really important in a brand, I think. Um, yeah, definitely. Not, yeah. Like not being, you know, like nothing is always perfect. Um, my next collection the fall, hopefully I'll be able to release it, but it's actually called a beautiful blur. And I designed it like last year and it was very much a time where it's like, it was one of those like low points kind of in your business when you're like, what am I doing? You know? <laughs> and when I designed it, it was just like, yeah, like people sometimes think, cause you know, like all these great things are happening, like that everything's like butterflies and, um, I don't know, but it's like those moments when you're kind of down on yourself where you can reach out to that community and those supportive people that they're like, no, like, you know, like we believe in you, like look at everything you've done and you actually started your own business. Like that's so hard. And I was like, is it though? Um, but so I don't know, but that's kind of like what validated it all, but also like keeps validating it as the brand grows. Yeah, and I think that's so important to be open to your customers and, you know, that they may be different than what you thought or Mm -hmm. just to build, like you said, the community with your actual customers and and talk with them because it is more, I think, of a conversation now Mm -hmm. than it used to be in terms of with brands and customers. Mm -hmm. And especially this year, I've seen even more so where people are willing to spend money on the mission behind a brand more and like the personality of the brand Mm -hmm. more so than just they like the product. You know, they want to kind of align and feel like they have something in common or they support this or like they're part of a bigger, something like bigger than themselves. You know, we all Mm -hmm. want that. So I think that's really important that you picked up on that like so soon in your business and because I think that's going to become even more more important especially for small businesses going forward from this year totally agree it's funny that you say it because um exactly like right now you're like oh like sustainability is very important and like transparency and so so I'll read my the articles you know and everything and I was like okay well like I was doing that a while Mm -hmm. ago so (laughs) guess I'm on the right track Mm -hmm. you know Yeah, ahead of the curve on that one. (laughs) So how long did it actually take from like the concept of your very first, like your first bag idea to when you actually kind of launched the first collection in sight? Like what's kind of the timeline of how long have you been in business now? So I guess like my original idea was in the fall of 2016. But I didn't launch it to like the end, like um, in December of 2017. So it took like, you know, a couple months over a year mm-hmm. to actually go into it. Cause like, I'm um, like, I did my whole website myself and I'm very much like I'm before I like, you know, expand my team more, I need to make sure that I know how to do every aspect of my business before I kind of can hand it off to someone else, because if I can't teach them, then like, how can I expect them to know, you know, like, I don't know Mm -hmm. the expectations or anything like that. So that's what kind of like, besides the design, it was kind of like building up the marketing material and the website and learning, like, you know, 
how does e-commerce even work? That's a whole thing in itself yeah. outside of the product development. Yeah. Yeah. And like social media and like all that crazy stuff. But yeah, so it's been uh, like fall 2016, but you know, like I say it officially launched in 2017. Gotcha. So it's been about three, three years. Yeah. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, which is so crazy to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'm like, wow, three years, that's like a long time. And, you know, like when you have those days where you're like, ugh, what am I doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're like, three years, like that's a long time. <laughs> you know? I know. I'm, I'm about the same. It was uh, my, my business, it turned three last month. So I was like, man, by the end of this year, like, I like I'm reaching the point where I w- will have been like self-employed for longer than I was employed before. Oh my gosh. And so I was like, that's right. like, that's yeah. so scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. In- interesting milestone, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's funny because like, you know, um, I always say like uh, comparison is the thief of joy. And so sometimes mm-hmm. I, like we'll look at other younger designers and I'm like, oh my God, look at them. They're doing this and this and this. And then I'm like, okay, they've been in business for like 10 years. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to cut myself some slack. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. And, and everybody, you know, it's kind of this balance between being authentic and showing the behind the scenes, which you do with mm-hmm. some people, but then still like you want to put your best foot forward Agreed. in terms of your business too. So yeah, it's hard to, unless you're kind of in the inside community that knows maybe the low points of someone's (laughs) business to look at it and say, wow, like, why are they so much farther ahead? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, three years is a, is a good long while. Yes. Go us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you've launched an apparel line too. Was it last year? Yes. So what made you decide to grow the, the business? Was that kind of the original plan to make DAF more of a lifestyle brand instead of just like bags and accessories or kind of what prompted that new product line? So it was definitely not the plan. Um, <laughs> so um, my family is very vocal. <laughs> they love giving their thoughts and everything like that even when they're not prompted. Um, but so anyway, it was just like, as soon as I started DAF, like everyone's pretty excited and like, you know, asking me about it. And so I keep going back to Peru and, you know, my family, my extended family lives there and they always are like, Hey, like, you know, there's more to Peru than leather. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. So they kind of like, um, served as like an educational base on expanding my knowledge on all the other resources that Peru had. And one of those happened to be the alpaca fleece and fiber. And at that time, my cousin was actually working for a textile company in Peru. And yeah, so he kind of was like, have you ever thought about expanding into apparel? And I was like, no. (laughs) I was like, I have no idea, but teach me more like with everything it's like just I want to learn you know like why not so he kind of he took me to 
the factory and I learned about all like the practices and the advantages of the fibers and you know the differentiators and kind of like the process of what you need to do to do all this and that's kind of what piqued my curiosity of like maybe I can expand my product line um to be a lifestyle brand because on that same trip you know I learned more about um you know Peru has a lot of like decor and home goods kind of pieces as well Mm -hmm. and like decorative pieces and art and woodwork and everything like that so I was like okay there's so many things um here in Peru and like my brand like it's whenever I make a business decision it's always like does it go back to my values and does it go back to like my brand like representation and so expanding to apparel I was like yeah it does you know like I'm learning about how it's made and all the fibers and the sustainability properties of alpaca and then it is like very high quality and of course we can give back with this purchase as well so you know that's kind of like a natural fit um, into the brand and that's kind of what allowed me to experiment with our first apparel collection which was just like four pieces and it was like loungewear because I also was like okay I'm new to this so I don't know if I can just dive into you know making like form-fitted dresses right Mm -hmm. because I don't know like um, so I was like let's start with loungewear like that's very in and it's like you know it doesn't have to have like very form-fitting or anything like that so I tried that and it was cool. It was fun. It, people really liked it. And um, so, yeah. So then for the spring, we're going to see what happens this year. But it was funny because this past April, um, I had been invited to kind of like a trade show in Peru for like all types of products um, that are made in Peru with vendors and manufacturers there. And Uh, I was so excited to go because I was like, okay, this is going to be like a further step towards a lifestyle brand. Like I'm going to bring back like, you know, maybe like some jewelry or some, you know, homeware pillows or something like that. Mm -hmm. But of course it got postponed and (laughs) we'll see what happens. So I don't know, everything happens for a reason. So I was like, all right, well, this will allow me to focus more on, you know, learning about apparel. And so this um, summer I have an intern who did, uh, studies fashion design and I've actually learned a lot from her on how like the whole design process works and fabrics and everything like that um so I'm very thankful for that and I don't know it's kind of inspired me more to be like all right yeah we can like move forward with this kind of apparel line and see where that goes cool and again it seems like that's a good partnership because it's you can kind of show her into like mm-hmm. the window of running a business and then she mm-hmm. can kind of help you with like the apparel training that you didn't get going yeah. to med school and business <laughs> yeah. school. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause whenever I have like, and it's any kind of relationship, like it could be an intern. It could also just be like as easy as like a coffee with someone. Like I always like to make sure that it's like mutual for beneficially mutual for both parties right because mm-hmm. it's always and I just like remember sometimes during like coffees or something I'm like oh my gosh it's like we're talking we're talking and I was like oh I haven't really said anything that I can help you with and I was like I don't even know where to start so at the end of the coffee I'm just like what can I help you with like what, how can I help like your business grow or something else like that grows so I don't know it's, that's I'm like very thankful that I can contribute to 
my interns like business education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, because I I went to fashion school, so sometimes, but I did get a business minor to kind of have yeah, both sides. Great. But like in fashion school, it's you do kind of get stuck in the studio a lot, um, mm-hmm. unless you're. And I was more on. Um, in in the design degree rather than a merchandising degree so mm-hmm. um, I bet merchandisers get a little bit more of the business side but that's cool it's for someone with the design side to really see both angles because they go hand in hand so I mean you need both yeah. of them to have a yeah. successful business <laughs> exactly so was it as easy to find your apparel factory as it was to find your first bag factory or what did that process look like for you um so like I, I know I mentioned, so my cousin worked for a textile company. And so yeah. at first I was going to be like, oh, perfect. You know, like um, my cousin is there, like it's obviously someone trusted, like, you know, and so I came back and I didn't really like, I, in my head, it was like, all right, I'm going to work with them. Like, cool. But I didn't have like the tech packs or the patterns or anything chosen. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go back home and figure all this out and then I can just, you know, contact them. Mm -hmm. And so I did all of that. And, um, by the time it was time to talk to them, my cousin had left the company. (laughs) I was like, Oh, great. And, um, I was like, well, this is kind of weird too, because like, I, it was just a weird situation between them. And I was like, well, you know, I don't want that impacting my product. So, um, once again, I just went online and started researching um, companies that, you know, worked with Alpaca Fleece and were very sustainable and environmentally friendly. And I actually started um, looking at other sustainable like fashion companies and um, seeing like if anywhere on their website had any information on where oh, their, smart. their products were made. Yeah. So it was I don't know, you know, a little stocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I started looking there and I don't remember if I did find it on their website or if I just like, just Googled it and like literally stocked every single result that they had um, online for Peru. And this time I was very specific. I wanted them to be in Lima because that's where I usually go and stay when I do go to Peru. That's where my family is. And then I'll take like a couple days to go to Arequipa to my leather manufacturers. But I was like, okay, I'm not going to go travel for to another city. Like it's too much work. Like it's exhausting and it's not as safe as it is here in the States. So, um, so I was like, all right. So I narrowed it down further and then I just ended up finding them literally online and uh, setting up a meeting and going in and they actually like are located fairly close to my aunt's house where I usually stay and they had a lot of they have their own brand but they also had a lot of um, they had an Instagram presence which was very different than other people I was talking to Mm -hmm. um they had like an official website and they spoke English too which isn't really a problem for me because I speak Spanish but it also led to us talking about how they already conduct business in the states with other brands Mm -hmm. um and then when they told me like the other brands they work with I was like oh I know those you know like I know their story and I know those so it just instilled that kind of trust Mm -hmm. um and And so I believe I only met with 
that one company um, because the other ones like didn't respond and I I just like I just felt good like I go I've learned to go with my gut a lot and mm-hmm. I went with my gut on this one so um, yeah so I ended up going with them and they're lovely I really enjoy working with them um, through COVID now like it was hard last. I mean, since March, um, two weeks ago, Peru reopened, but before that, like they weren't letting any mail in or out. Oh, wow. So we were literally videoing, like she was trying, I'm releasing a scarf this fall and she was trying it on and like everything in her backyard and everything was virtual and it's been hard, but having a partner like that, that's very communicative and you know, mm-hmm. willing to, you know, jump on this call and send me a million photos and videos mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah, make it work. Really yeah, they're definitely willing to make it work, which I really appreciate. And it makes me want to work with them more. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds like you've had, I mean, not that you haven't worked for it, but also like really good <laughs> luck um, finding these factories. Because I've, I've heard some like horror stories of brands it's like oh my first factory like did not work out uh, or just like things didn't go so smoothly but it sounds like you really did your research and and visited too I think that's also really oh for sure visiting Mm -hmm. whenever possible yeah that was like a must for me I like recently read this article on I think it was Vogue that it's like half of the designers don't visit their factories Mm -hmm. and I was like what I was like, how? (laughs) Like, I could not do that. And I think that that goes back into like the relationship building piece of things that not only like, do I get to see like, how are my pieces being made? Like, what are the working conditions? What are the materials like? You know, who are these people? But it also strengthens that relationship where like, then they are willing to video me for like three hours in a day, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Or like, send me a million, like, samples because you know I'm picky or something like that and Mm -hmm. I don't know it just I think that being able to go there and and be like hey like this is me like I'm coming all the way here because this is important to me and it just makes I don't know I think it's definitely helped them take me more seriously as a designer yeah I'm sure and and it just kind of shows how invested I am in the brand and wanting it to grow, which then gets them excited and then more enthused into growing it with me because it's mm-hmm. win-win. So, yeah, totally. So, what can we look forward to for the future of Gap? I know you rec- you, oh, you said you're working on a new, new apparel. Uh, yeah, got a scarf coming, but yeah. do you have so... big plans for what's coming next? Um, I'll give you the sneak peek. It's so weird because I haven't really told anyone because like I don't really talk to anyone else. <laughs> so in the fall, um, so I kind of skipped this be spring. Fall 20? 20, 2020, okay. yeah. So I kind of skipped the spring and this was like pre-COVID. I was just like, I am so tired of chasing the fashion schedule, you know? And mm-hmm. I was just like, I can't do this. Like I just stress myself out and then it doesn't turn out how I want. I was just like a mess. And I was kind of down on myself. I was like, oh, everyone else is going to be releasing these amazing collections and I'm still, and I'm going to be like working ahead, um, doing fall and everything. And then COVID hit and I was like, oh my gosh, wow. So glad that you didn't invest in a ton of spring inventory. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, and then I was also thought, I was like, okay, this fall, like, 
personally, I like designing for fall more than I like designing for spring. Me too. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but it's just, I don't know. I like fall better too. So, um, so I was like, okay, this year I'm going to do something different. I'm going to like strategize approaching another kind of customer. And so I designed smaller accessories. So they include like a leather pouch and a, a card holder, a wallet. I'm bringing back the baby alpaca wristlet, but, um, it was, I just kind of am exploring a lower price point. And then the scarf, alpaca fleece scarf, and my loungewears will still be going. Um, but I kind of wanted to make pieces that were more approachable to maybe the demographic I was originally targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit younger in age by having that lower price point, um, which who knows how the economy is going to go, but now I'm thinking that was a good idea anyway. <laughs> um, and, also, and the loungewear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, and then I was also thinking holidays, you know, everyone's always looking for little gifts to give. And like, these will be like very much like um, grab and go, like, you know, this is the perfect gift for someone who has everything. Like, you know, everyone always needs like a leather pouch or like also making like a leather case that can, you know, hold chargers, but can also hold like your hygienics or anything like that. So very versatile pieces still. Um, And then I'm bringing back my earthy colors because everyone loved those and I love them personally and they're very fallish. So we'll be bringing back like our hunter greens and our cavernets and everything like that. And then the brick color that I have that people love. And then I'm adding in the alpaca scarf. So I'll have two colorways of that and it's versatile. So, um, the two sides are different. It's just like the pattern superimposed on both sides, but varying colors. Um, So, and it doubles as a shawl as well. So I thought that would be cool. And then for spring, uh, we're working ahead on that too, because who knows what will happen then. But (laughs) um, with my intern, we came up with like a spring collection of apparel. So right now we're working on getting feedback from our customers and seeing you know like which pieces you like and it's really funny because there are some pieces when we were designing in my head I was like there's no way anyone's gonna like this or like this isn't this isn't my current target customer piece but let's put it in there and it's funny because the results are coming in and it's like yep I knew that I knew that wasn't gonna work like but it's nice to know that you know like I'm getting to know them and even like exposing them to those options and kind of verifying that, you know, I was still like in line with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's still a positive for growing the business. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting because um, we are working kind of with like alpaca still. So it'll be interesting to see how we can educate our consumers on how the fabric can be, you know, versatile for both winter and summer, because I feel like Sometimes when people think alpaca, it's like, okay, this is for like Antarctica. Yeah, Yeah, Antarctica. (laughs) Exactly. So it'll be fun. Yeah, we'll see. That's what's coming up now. Exciting. (laughs) So how much of DAF is influenced by your own personal style and how much is influenced by like the feedback of the market? Or maybe it kind of sounds like you found a group of customers that have a similar taste to you? Yes. Okay. So I think that as I've become a designer, my taste has changed a lot. 
And I think that it's kind of exactly like you said, like it has kind of like morphed into my target customer style. Mm. Um, when, especially when it comes to apparel, um, because my accessory pieces are just like things that I like and, um, I don't know, and they seem to resonate more and I feel like accessories are more like, you know, there's not like, okay, you can only carry this tote if you're like 30 to 50 years old or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I've definitely seen my style shift to more, and I guess I'm also getting older and like <laughs> everything like that. So it's like, you know, like one of our options were like these really like short, shorter shorts um that were like linen and everything like that and I was like oh I wouldn't wear that anymore (laughs) like that's just not me like you know and um and my intern designer and she is younger than me and she's like yeah but we should put them in there and I was like you're right let's just do it and it didn't get as many like I don't know how many votes it did but it wasn't a majority win Mm -hmm. and and I was like yeah so I just think that my style is very much like like my brand, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want to invest in quality pieces that will last me a while. And I've actually made a really like, um, strong effort to, you know, like minimize my closet. And just like when I I remember this weekend, I was like buying gifts for my boyfriend and I like stopped by the women's section and I saw this dress that I really liked. I was like, Oh, I really like this. And but then I thought my head, I was like, I'm not even, I'm going to wear this like one time. Like this is not what I need. And it's just like, it's one of those things that it's like, this is not like I can throw it on once. And then like for another event next week, I can throw it on again. No one will know that I'm wearing kind of like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, this is not for me. So kind of being able to change my mindset has very much influenced my style to invest in pieces that are really versatile, but will last me a while, but can be used, you know, at night or during the day. Yeah, and I think, too, I'm seeing a shift more in what customers want towards that as well, like with everyone working from home during COVID, and, you know, so they're on, like, a work Zoom meeting, and then they're, like, homeschooling their kid, and then they're running the grocery store, and then they're just lounging around on their couch, like, to have pieces that are, like, I'm kind of excited to see all the clothes that are going to come out of this, like, kind of, mm-hmm. as everyone's rethinking, like, what clothes do I even need to wear? Because um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to shift more towards what, like, freelancers and entrepreneurs wear. And so, because I always feel like, what do I wear every day? You know, I, know. I don't go to an office and I my day is so varied. Yeah. So I'm excited to see kind of the shift in kind of more multifunctional, multi-seasonal pieces. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I need for my lifestyle too. So yeah. kind of a selfish hope, but I feel like it's going to come. <laughs> I think so too. It was also funny because we have an option on our survey that is um, a swimsuit cover-up. And when we were talking about that, I was just like, what? A swimsuit cover? We are not a swim brand. Like mm-hmm. that is not us. And it has gotten the most boats. And huh. and then I, I just saw think- that on your because yeah. I, I went and took your survey. Yeah. And I liked it because I thought it was a dress and I would have voted for it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's a swimsuit cover up. Never mind. I know. But, <laughs> but it's weird, right? Like, I was just like, a swimsuit cover. Like, I don't think I would vote for it either, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was then, cute. Yeah, yeah. But then I think I'm just like, 
well, it's going to be spring and summer and like, who knows what's going to happen, but like people still will have pools, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like people still will be swimming. Maybe that's why they voted on it, Mm -hmm. but I don't know who knows, but like people have called me and been like, I loved that design. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I have one more question for you, Daphne, and that is if you could communicate one value to the world through your clothes and accessories, what would it be? Okay, so I think, and this value has been very much present, I don't know, throughout my whole life, like everyone always says, makes it a point to say that. I want people to treat everyone fairly. I'm very Mm -hmm. much about fairness. It bothers me when something is not the same or equal and that. Um, so I hope that by, you know, creating these pieces and making them kind of, you know, last a while, it's like an ability for people to be like, you know, and, and like, and that's kind of another reason by expanding my product line to make it more achievable for like everyone, you know, all types mm-hmm. of people. Like I'm not going to create a fast fashion brand, like that definitely not happening so it's not like the prices are going to be like that but it's just like quality pieces that are accessible for everyone and it'll last them a long time so that it's not like they have to go out and you know invest in another the same piece a year later and Mm. just allowing them to feel comfortable and kind of you know, I don't like like differences, like, and you can kind of see that in my design, like, I don't ever have like my logo flashing anywhere. And I just, I don't know if that's because it's not me. But I also it was like, I want the product to speak for itself. And I don't want someone to just because someone's carrying one of my bags, they're automatically like judged or put in a group of some sort, because that's just not what I want my clients to feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely the fairness in kind of everyone being treated the same, you know, no little advantages for some people or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And it sounds like you're really doing that, not just with your customers, but also with the partners and factories that you work with, that you're, you're making sure that their concerns are heard and that you're you're seeing the you know working environment and making sure that the people you pick to work with your brand are also upholding that same value yes it's essential I think because it's like I just you know there's some people that just like talk the talk but don't walk the walk and that's just something that like for me as Daphne and as a person and a human being like that's not okay with me like if I'm gonna say something it's going to be true, you know? Yeah. And that's great that you do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. Um, Where can people find out more about you and DAF online? Uh, They can go to our website. It's www.shopdaf.com, S-H-O-P-D-A-P-H.com. And we also have Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn um, (laughs) at ShopDAF. Uh, yeah, so um, you can always email our team or myself at team at shopdaf.com or Daphne at shopdaf.com. I love talking to people. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, great. Thanks for joining me today. And I'll make sure to include those in the show notes as well. Cool. Well, thanks for having me. 
That's it for today. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Haynes, and I hope you join me again for the next episode of How Fitting.